I'm not sure how often you find yourself at a wedding, but I imagine every couple of years or so you go to a wedding, whether it's a grandchild or a child, a niece, a nephew, a family friend, a cousin. I'm guessing most of us go to weddings from time to time. Father Wolf and I probably got you beat, but I'm sure you go. I've been told that for married couples, oftentimes when they go to a wedding, there's something in their heart that occurs that brings them back to their own wedding, to the sacrament of marriage in which they live. Whether it's the exchange of vows or seeing a young couple beginning their new life together, I think that's a very natural thing to occur. And those of you who are married, have shared that sentiment with me, that you're reminded of this great sacrament of marriage. The same is true in a similar vein for us priests. So just a couple days ago, 10 days ago now, over at the cathedral, Bishop Kagan ordained the two newest priests for the Diocese of Bismarck, Father Mark Ani and Father Christian Smith. And I think if you were to poll the priests who go to an ordination, what I describe for married couples at weddings occur for priests at ordinations. That we see these fellows beginning their priesthood. We see them making these promises in front of the bishop. We see them literally laying down their lives as an intention of serving Christ in the church. And for me now, I've been a priest uh, just over seven years. I know that doesn't seem like very long. But there's always that reminder in going to an ordination of what God has called me to do as a priest. I don't know how often, if you've ever been to an ordination liturgy, uh, but they're really beautiful. There's a beautiful liturgy, it's a little long. It's not a 45 minute Sunday mass like we have here. <laughs> but there's a beautiful part of the liturgy uh, that comes right before the priest act, before the bishop actually ordains the man to the priesthood. Right before the ordination occurs, where the bishop lays his hands on the man's head and says the prayer, right before that, there's this part of the liturgy where the men to be ordained uh, lay down, face down literally, kind of like we do on Good Friday, in front of the altar. It's meant to be a visible reminder that priests are called to lay down their life. We don't always do that, but we try. And while we're laying there, the musicians sing what's known as the Litany of Saints, where we're asking all the saints and angels in heaven to pray for us at this moment. The day I was ordained uh, back in 2013, a wise priest shared some advice. He said, Jared, when you're laying on the, in front of the altar right before you're ordained, here's what I advise you do internally. He said, pick a grace and ask the Lord for that grace to be present with you throughout your priesthood. Pick something. And as all the angels and saints are praying for you, Ask for their intercession for this grace to be present in your life. But okay, this is kind of a big 
encouragement. And so it came to me right away. I knew exactly what to ask. So I thought, this is from God. I knew right away. And the grace I begged for was to never be afraid. To never be afraid, which is to say to never follow fear. And I suppose there's lots of reasons I asked for that grace. Certainly because I, have no, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. When you're a priest, you don't know where you're going next. It's not like we sit down with the bishop and he says, okay, you're going to spend five years at St. Mary's High School. Then you're going to St. Mary's Parish. And then I say, okay, can you show me the demographics, the financial statement, so on and so forth? No, that doesn't happen. So I ask for the grace to not be afraid. And I don't know if it's always been completely present, but I'm grateful that throughout these seven years, whenever I started following fear, the Lord has always got me back on the path of not following fear. Okay. Everyone, the reason I mentioned that this morning, Jesus is very clear in the gospel. In fact, he says it three times today to his followers, to his disciples, to his friends. Do not be afraid. Have no fear. In fact, it's the most recorded command given by Jesus in the Gospels. Have no fear. Now, I'm willing to guess that he said that because he knows in his humanity how prevalent fear is in the human heart. Right? And if you think about it for us, in these days even, we could provide a whole litany of things that provide us real fear. Whether it's health, financial, medical, familial, national, global, whatever, come up with the adjective. There's all kinds of things that can give us fear. And the Lord says, don't follow it. Why? Because he makes this promise. I'm with you. I don't leave you orphans. I'm present. I am more present than you can ask or imagine. Don't follow fear. With one exception. Did you catch it? He says, don't be afraid except for one reality. Be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body. Everyone, if we should have one fear, it's to be afraid of whatever reality is, it is in our lives that tries to take away the soul, that goes after the soul, that goes after the core of who we are, right? As human beings, what are we? We're a body-soul composite. I have a body and I have a soul. That's what it means to be a human, philosophically. You're a body-soul composite as a human. Don't be afraid of anything that can destroy the body. Those realities exist, right? And we know them all too well. Whether it's violence, whether it's cancer, whether it's sickness, 
There are certain realities that can destroy the body, and Jesus says, don't be afraid of those, but be afraid of the reality that can go after the soul. So what are those for you? What are those things that eat away to try to take away what matters most? Namely, the thing in us that lives forever, our soul. Think of how intentional we are at times in making sure everything is perfect in our lives. Perfect health. So we go to the doctor. Nice, cozy home. Nothing wrong with that. We want a comfortable place to live. Financial stability. Think of all the effort and energy we spend on realities that simply don't last forever. Now pause and let's ask, how much energy and intentionality do we show to taking care of this? The heart, the soul, the reality in us that is eternal. So let's not be afraid. Jesus is with us always and everywhere. But let's make sure we're not just kind of stumbling through life and not taking care of what matters most.